said life is easy, but I believe by giving yourself permission, you will find you have more control over your life than you realize. I'm Julie. I hope you will join me by taking responsibility for yourself by only controlling the things you can and letting go of the things that you can't. By doing this, you will have discovered the secret to having happy, healthy, and more fulfilling relationships. Blending My Family, Part 2. I left off my last episode sharing with you that I had to make a big decision to move back to Connecticut to be closer to my daughter Ashley, Peter, and my grandchildren. My son Sean was living in New York, finishing his last semester of college. Sean was moving towards his own future after he graduated. I was going to be an empty nester. I was at a crossroads. Ashley was encouraging me to come back to Connecticut. It was over six years since I left. I knew it would be a challenge going back towards my past. I would have to confront my emotions and see if I could start over with a fresh beginning again. Let me back up a little and share with you how I met a wonderful man that summer of 2012. A mutual friend introduced us. The first time she mentioned his name was in the summer of 2011. I was working at a local pharmacy as a pharmacist technician. I became friends with a co-worker who was attending college to become a pharmacist. She casually mentions Woody's name one day. I was curious about this Georgia man who was a widower, who was raising his teen daughter and was originally from the Syracuse area. He had a summer camp on the St. Lawrence River. He was spending some vacation time there. And in the summer of 2011, I was casually dating someone else. I told Natalie that I wasn't interested, but I was curious about him. I looked his name up on Facebook, and we became friends. When the summer of 2012 came, the casual dating I was doing before was not moving forward. I decided I would reach out to Woody and see if he would like to meet me in person. He was also casually dating in Georgia. We both decided to finally meet. The truth was, we both felt a connection that summer of 2012. I'm sharing this part with you because when I made the decision to move back to Connecticut, I had already met Woody. He lived in Georgia and only came back to New York during the summer when he had vacation time. 
I spent three weeks with him that summer. I met his daughter, and he met my son, along with most of my family. Living in small towns, especially during summer months, you easily run into family. Before he left, he told me he would see me again. The song See You Again by Carrie Underwood still reminds me of when Woody said this to me. It was debuted on American Idol in 2013, and I remember hearing it for that first time by Carrie. I love how a particular song captures how you feel at a certain time of your life. This one connected to me and my feelings I had towards Woody. So I kept in contact with him that fall when I moved back to Connecticut. We both were living our own lives. Woody kept his promise about seeing me again. I flew to Atlanta, Georgia in November. We talked about how hard it is to have a healthy, sustainable relationship long distance. I understood how he was raising a teen daughter and it wasn't feasible for him to relocate. I was honest with him about how I was trying to start over in Connecticut, but was having difficulties with making decisions that were best for me. I was focusing on building a closer relationship with my daughter by living near her and enjoying more time with my grandchildren. Woody and I knew we had something special. We also knew, logistically, it was extremely hard to make a long-distance relationship work. By January of 2013, Woody flew to Hartford, Connecticut to spend the weekend with me. Each time we connected, we grew closer. I was having a more clearer picture of what I wanted for my life and was ready to at least acknowledge it and start talking about it. I told him that I would be willing to move down to Georgia and see if by living closer with more opportunities to spend time together, not just fun getaways, was going to bring us even closer. When I was ready to be honest with my daughter, she was pregnant with her fourth child. It was a hard discussion. Woody and I had made plans to meet in Mexico for a vacation and come to his home in Georgia for a visit in June. Part of that visit would also include me looking at various areas for me to relocate. Ashley knew about Woody but I had not met him yet. She took it hard at first. She wanted me to be happy, but was hoping I would find happiness again in Connecticut. When I reflect about this part of my life, I had to acknowledge that I couldn't live my life for my adult children or my grandchildren. I had to follow my heart. I wanted to be in love again. I wanted 
to share my life with someone who not only loves me back, but is my life partner, no matter what obstacles, hardships, or difficulties we will face. I had to put myself first. When I flew to Mexico and spent a beautiful week with him, it was almost a year since we met. I was ready to tell him I love you for the first time. He said it back. We were excited about our future. We both made a commitment to each other. I moved down to Savannah, Georgia by the fall of 2013. I had a small storage unit in Connecticut. It held all my belongings. I was downsizing my personal belongings since 2006 when I first left Connecticut. I only kept photos and a very small amount of personal things when I left for Georgia. I wanted a total fresh start. I called Salvation Army and I had them pick up my donations. This was a totally different sense of freedom than the one I felt in 2006. This was just me, my clothes, a couple of totes carrying my cherished memories, and my car. I was ready to drive towards my destiny. Believing in myself, believing in this newly founded loving relationship I had with Woody, and owning my future. I had support from my mom. She encouraged me to follow my heart. She told me she felt that Woody was a good man and I needed to see where our future was going to lead us. That meant the world to me to have my mom's support. My son was supportive as well, and I knew in time Ashley would see how this move was going to be the best decision for me. By December of that same year, Woody surprised me with two tickets for him and I to fly to Connecticut. He knew how much it would mean to me to see my family and for him to finally get to meet Ashley, Peter, and my grandchildren. It was the start of blending my family with Woody. I was starting to blend with Woody's daughter, Shelby, and more of his family as well. Remember how I said it takes time and a lot of effort to blend families in my last episode? It is a constant evolution. Our blended families are still evolving. It never stays the same. Dynamics, relationships, are always changing. It's part of learning and living our lives. Woody and I will be getting married next summer. We are ready to show both our families and friends 
that we are committed forever. It will be 10 years in 2022 since we both first met and had that special connection. We both feel grateful that Natalie played matchmaker and introduced us. We have an amazing life together. We don't take any of it for granted. We will continue to pursue our dreams and balance our lives with our families and friends. I have said it before, striving to become the best version of yourself, spending quality time with the ones you love, and working hard towards finding meaning with who you are will all lead to your own happiness and a life well lived. Coming up in Episode 7, Never Too Late, I want to share with you how my ex-husband Joe has reconnected with our adult children and has begun a new, healthy, loving relationship with them and our grandchildren. I believe in second chances in life. I am so happy for all of them. Thank you for listening. Please check out my website, Nearest and Dearest Podcast. There you will find episode notes and links. The views and opinions expressed by Nearest and Dearest Podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Nearest and Dearest podcast. Any content provided by Julie Rogers or any other authors are of their opinion. They are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thank you.